Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. In Your Head Radio has got a great show today, and it's all about the numbers. And numbers are a part of our life, our date of birth. I can remember my telephone number when I was eight years old. And to help us understand numbers, we've got Mary Kung. She was born in Taiwan. She was raised in Orange County. She now lives in L.A., and she travels the world looking for great food and beautiful beaches. When she's not enmeshed in interpreting numbers or obsessing over gorgeous home design, she's being a mom to two kids and a cheagle pup. Uh, Mary sells real estate full-time throughout the greater L.A. area neighborhoods with her husband as a husband-wife team of Mary and Ben Properties. Both numerology and real estate have been running passions for the last 20 years, and practicing both has developed her skills and ability to help people navigate through life and realize their dreams and joy. She looks at numerology a little bit different. She has a unique way of interpreting the numbers and bringing that forth in a way that anybody can easily understand and utilize the information to attain more clarity, more joy, and alignment in all things that are life-related. Thank you so much, Mary, for being with me today. Oh, Lee, thank you so much for having me. And I have to tell you, I've had so much fun talking about the show this week. So I was telling one of my clients about the show, and he's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, you've got to find out why I wake up every morning and at, at exactly 549. And I said, well, okay, why do you think you wake up every morning at 549? And he said, well, and, and this gentleman is over 60. He says, well, 49 was my number when I was a quarterback in high school. And I said, okay. Right. So I promised him that I would ask that question for him. What's your response to that? All right. Well, I think I'll save the specific response to those numbers until a little bit later. But as you can see, or as you heard from his, his comment and question, this is, I think everybody you'll run into in life, everyone has a special connection to something numbers in their life. They have a special number. They have like, like your friend has a sports identity number and they all mean different things to different people. Everybody has a birthday. Some people will say, oh, I don't believe in that. My birthday means nothing. Um, but in the end, the numbers always tell the truth and you'll find that they actually do have the number seven in their makeup, which makes most of them a scientist or very skeptical about all the information and especially about something that might be ethereal, which some people think numerology is. And it, it is, but it isn't, as, as we can talk about. Well, it's actually, so sorry. It's actually very scientific and artistic and intuitive all at the same time. And it goes way back in our history. There are written records back in Egypt and Babylon uh, using numerology. So it's certainly something that's been around for a long time. Right. And anyone who studies history, the sciences, um, the natural sciences, there's numerology. Well, they don't call it numerology, but there's numbers in all of that, we have um, the seven days of the week. If you want to go religious, we have seven days of the week, the seventh day of the Sabbath, 
and the purpose of that seventh day. There's the four seasons in uh, nature. There's there's the um, divine triangle. I think that's a religious connotation. Um, there's 24 hours in a day. And, and it goes on. There's 365 days in a year. Why not three, 366? Um, 28 days to one moon cycle. And it goes on. It's Numbers are all around us. And we use them every single day, whether we pay attention to them or not. No, you're right. It's interesting when I look back about what I remember, when I think about the different houses that I've lived in and and as I've moved, I can remember my addresses. Um, oh. You know, Why do I remember those numbers? And obviously they have a meaning to me. Yeah. So the house numbers, it's really fun for me as a real estate agent as well to discuss house numbers because um, the number of the house is usually, you know, it's the personality, it's the energy of that particular house. And depending on how it is compatible to what you're going through in life, to your personal numbers, um, you know, the house numbers also speak. So as a real estate agent, do you use, when somebody asks you, is this a good buy for me or is this something I do? Do you look at those things? I certainly can. Um, not everyone is interested, it, but I have had clients who, who were more keen to this aspect of life, and, and we did consider the numbers of each house. And the numbers of a house, we, for example, if you live in a house that comes down to a three, that means that while you're residing in this house, you are learning about the energies of the three, which is joy, expansion, play, creativity. Um, now, if you're trying to build a business, a three may or may not be the best house for you because you might be having too much fun. Or depending on the type of business you are, if you're a creative business, it might be wonderfully perfect because it's an expansion of your creativity. So wow. you said when you come down to the number three, is it is there a calculation you go through to get to that number? Yes, it's all the numbers in the address of the house. So let's make it easy. If it's 111, you add one plus one plus one, and that gives you a three house. So that house has a three energy. And if you, it, it just, you know, it's all kind of a, it's just one piece of, the big picture. So it's not an one. It's not a one size fits all reading for everybody. It depends on where you are in your own personal life too, for all of these numbers to come together and make sense. So that's an interesting point. So let's mm-hmm. say you're midway in your life and you've accomplished some of what you want to accomplish and you've had your kids and they're kind of where they need to be. Would numbers be interpreted differently? Um, It would be interpreted based on your personal numbers. So everyone has a birthday and from that birthday, we can figure out what your personal year is. Um, Everybody has, everybody goes through year after year a cycle and it it doesn't matter whether you're a 10 year old kid or a 70 year old grandma you're still cycling through your personal years and those years can be a personal year of one all the way to a personal year of nine 
And those numbers tell us a story about where you are in that cycle. If you're in the beginning of it, that means you've just come through a transition and you're starting a new chapter and you might want different awareness as opposed to if you're towards the end when it's more of a fruitful time or a time to wrap things up and finish the projects at hand, let go of certain experiences, relationships, thinking patterns, what have you, um, then you might want to adjust your awareness to the events in your life differently. Well, one of the numbers that I've heard talked about a lot is the your life path, your direction number. Yes. Is that something that you work with? Yes. So the life path number, that is the, the main number that's kind of the one identifying number in your whole entire numerological chart. And there's many, many numbers within your chart. But we always start with your life path number. That's like saying, I am... I am an Aries. That is your one sun sign. So so that's what most people identify with. But you also have a moon sign, a Mercury sign, a, a, a Venus sign, a Mars sign, and it goes through all the planets. Each planet can have a different sign, just like different parts of your name and your birthday can tell us a different part of your life and give us a different number. But your life path is the main number that we read. So what that tells us is that is the number that governs the entire path of your life. Um, that tells us what tools as a being, as a soul that you were born into this life with, what you're here to learn, what you are very talented and skilled in, um, and also where a lot of your major life lessons will be. And the irony is that most of us will come into this life with, about, with our bag of tricks, our talents, and we'll probably face the most challenges in the area of expressing those talents, which will eventually lead most of us to, to expressing, uh, to, to have the most success in those areas of challenges, which were our initial bag of tricks and our inborn talents to begin with, if that all makes sense. Well, it does. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to think, though, gosh, the day I was born, um, that's going to have something to do with my direction, with what I bring to the party. Somewhat, yes. So the question I get a lot is, oh, so does that mean that every single person out there with the same birthday as me will have the same personality or the same characteristics or they'll be exactly like me? The answer is no, because everybody also has a name. And it's very rare, if ever, two people have the same birthday and the same name. Even twins who, who do have the same birthday will have different names. And the names... Um, the numbers that are calculated from the name is also another layer to the reading of basically this is the blueprint of who you are. So what you, you do is you use numbers to create a blueprint and that that blueprint can be used to kind of walk through life to live to at a higher level, your quality of life to imp improve that, um, do you ever yeah. do people ask you for that? I mean, do they say, "Hey, I want to have the best year ever. What do I and do?" 
Yeah. So, so the blueprint of your life is the blueprint of your life. I do not create it. I simply translate it and maybe put it down on paper in English so that from the numbers, so the numbers tell me what your blueprint is. And then I can translate that to your ears and you can understand what that blueprint is. So, you know, for example, I'll just use buildings. There are, you know, homes that are built. The blueprint of this particular building is meant to be a residential home. It has bedrooms, it has a kitchen, it has bathrooms versus somebody else's blueprint is for a commercial manufacturing space. That blueprint is going to be completely different than the residential space. And that's how we are made as, as human beings or as souls as well. So we don't want to try to manufacture products in a residential home. That's kind of, that's making it a little bit difficult um, to do your job, to complete whatever it is you need to do. And you don't really want to live in with a family in a commercial space. It's not quite the right fit. So with people, when you, if, if there's any confusion or if there's any um, lack of clarity, to what your blueprint might be as a human being, as a soul, as a as a person living life, um, numerology can help clarify that picture for you. So, when you're working with numbers, are you working with positive and negative numbers? No. So okay. all none of the numbers are good or bad. There's no judgment in that way about your numbers or anyone's numbers or anything's numbers. It's really just the energy of, of who you are as it is completely accepted. And the, and the, the negative and the positive that comes from whether the compatibility might be more or less challenging with either someone else in a relationship. So we can say, Oh, well, this number is less compatible with that number. So in that sense, it's probably less desirable. So I, some people would say it's negative or bad, but sometimes we need those rough points or challenges to learn a lesson or two before we move on from that. Well, tell me a little bit about how you use the, the numerology in your life. Okay. Well, you know, it's been a part of my life for so long that it's ju- I've just – it's just something that I've incorporated into everything. I know I have a lot of fun when I when I see my phone and I see all those cryptic numbers like 1111 or 1212 or 111 or 333. Those are just little messages to me throughout the day to catch myself to become aware of what my thoughts are or what thoughts I'm I'm thinking. Um, those are confirmation points um, and guideposts along the way. So they're messages. I use numbers as messages, and um, I definitely look at the timing in my own life. So if ever there's an experience that brings up a question or two about, you know, what, you know, what the heck was that all about, or why am I experiencing this difficulty here, I look back to the cycle which is read uh, easily through your numbers. And then I can understand where I am in, in the cycle of experiences and what, what lesson might be at hand or how to maybe um, navigate through that part of the lesson. 
So have you been able to, I know you just, you know, you've had children um, Mm -hmm. and that's a different part of your life. Yes. Have you used numbers to help you understand your relationship with your children? I have. I actually have. Um, for, For example, one of my kids' uh, birthdays, birthday numbers, which is your physicality and your personality, is a little bit more compatible with my own. And it shows itself than the other. And it shows itself in just, you know, some people you're just more naturally prone to be able to sit and do nothing and be at peace with as opposed Mm -hmm. to other people, their energy frequency, their level of energy. It's just so different that it's hard to relax around them or vice versa. It's hard for them to relax around you. And I do know which child is which. And I can make adjustments to to accept them both and to understand why this one is always bumping into me versus not. Well, and, you know, I think that's something as parents, I, I raised two boys. You're mm-hmm. always you're always looking to understand and say, OK, why is he driving me crazy today? And, you know, why does the other one do something equally annoying? But it doesn't really bug me that much. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's neither, it's nobody's fault. It just is what it is. Sometimes you have to know who's the oil and who's the water and accept it as that mixture. It's just, it's just what it is. You're put into a family, no matter how much you shake it, it's not going to mix as opposed to, you know, water, water. It's just a natural thing. You don't even have to ever think about and accept it as a blessing that it's one part of your life or one relationship that you don't have to put forth that much energy into that arena. So when you talk about numbers, I automatically think about tarot cards. Okay. Are, are, those, are tarot cards uh, another way to look at numerology? Uh, tarot cards, it there is numbers in it. I'm somewhat familiar with tarot cards, but it's never been my specialty. Mm-hmm. Um Arrow cards, it's just another language to to access the energies that are at hand. And the tarot card readers have a way to interpret the pictures. They have a way to interpret how the cards are laid out, in the order they're laid out. Um, it's just another modality. So numerology is, is a modality, just like tarot card and just like astrology that looks at the stars in the sky. Well, you know, you've talked about the energy with numbers a couple of times. You've mentioned that. It's almost like, do numbers have vibrations that come out? I think so. I think energy is synonymous or is a synonym for vibration. It's For, for me, it's almost like um, I see numbers as a way of reading. So to draw kind of a metaphor, a musician they know how to read the little dots on lines on paper, and then they translate that into some pleasant sounds that hit our ears. Now, I am if any, if there's anything I'm not good at, it's music. So I think music is this magical ability to translate something out of nothing. And so for people who don't really understand what numerology is, it's like reading the music of your soul. 
And the notes that I read is the numbers that are made up in your name and birthday. So when you say name, is it your name at uh, when you're born? It's the name given at birth. So that is your blueprint name that where all your numbers come from. However, people change their name. People have uh, nicknames and and those also mean different things. So oftentimes in history, women have always taken their husband's name. Um, and, and just like throughout history, it's been more common that the woman in a marriage will adjust her life to fit that of a man's when they become a family or when they become a couple. Um, that's also changing these days where People now hyphenate the name or they just don't change their last name at all. And they just remain, uh, they just remain partners, but staunchly in who they are, who they were before and after the marriage. So let's say you have a nickname that you go by mm-hmm. and it's something that just evolves with you. You really never had it as a child or even going through college, but now you have a nickname. Does that change your blueprint it does not change your blueprint, but it's just, it's a, it's a pet name or nickname. It is how the people who use that name see you. And therefore it's how they identify you. It's how they call you. And so you might have a very proper official, you use your full name in business. Usually we don't take our pet names into business most of the time. Um, but when you kick your shoes off, you're having a glass of wine with your best friend and they call you or your loved one, they call you by your pet name. You're in a different mode of being. And that usually fits your nickname. So that's interesting. It's almost like the environment that you're in plays into the whole interpretation a little bit it's um you know some i guess the the image that pops into my head is there's a little i forget what it is a cartoon where there's two people who are trying to describe what an elephant looks like but they only have access to one little part of that elephant so one might say uh, one person describing the elephant might say, oh, it feels long and skinny while he's touching the, the trunk, while another one is touching the big leg and saying, no, this person is, or the, the elephant is big and wide. So it's, all, it's perspective a little bit, and, num- and the different layers of a, numerolo- a numerology chart will give you the different perspectives, such as how you show yourself in an emergency situation, when you're stressed, when you're pressured, how do you react and how do you handle things? Um, That's one part of who you are. Another part, like I mentioned earlier, is your physicality. How how are you uh, moving through the world with your body? What type of body, what body type you might be given? And um, your physical energy, is it slow? Is it fast? Are you full of energy, physical energy? Are you low on physical energy? And, and then there's personality, kind of the face that you put out to the public that may or may not be different from the face that you show your nearest and dearest. So do you get numbers? Like do you get personality numbers and different numbers for the things you mentioned? 
Yes. So from your birthday, you get your life path, which is the the most important number in your chart. You get your personality number, and then you get uh, what I call is your attitude number or the nurture number. So your life path number is like the, your nature. You were born with this. You are this. There's no changing it. This is your nature, how you were born. Then you have a nurture number, which is how you were raised or your early childhood experiences has shaped you to, to have certain skills and um, how you how you interact with the world. Then there's that physical personality number. What what uh, how you show up physically, your energy level, kind of how you physically present as a human being with a body. And then your name, your actual name given at birth, that will give you your heart's desire, what you really, really want in every situation, what really satisfies your heart. Then you have a destiny number. Uh, the destiny is with all the bags, with all the tools in your tool bag that you were born with, what are you here to achieve with all your talents? And there's another personality number in the name. So those are the starting six. And then there's a list of other numbers too. Well, it, you know, and it, it's, I think it's one thing to calculate those numbers. And it sounds like that you have a very thorough understanding and an approach. But once you calculate them, to me, and I don't know much about this, but the hard part would be to interpret it all. And, you know, we talk about that blueprint, but to interpret those numbers and put them in a blueprint, that sounds like the challenging part. Yeah, so that is what happens in a reading. Uh, for me personally, when I sit down with a client and I have their numbers all laid out in front of me, it's like the numbers work as a key and it unlocks intuition and I get a download of a picture and I start describing the picture and all of the technicalities of which number means what they all sort of blend together and, and the reading forms. And eventually it, it, it goes from very broad to very specific. So if the client has any immediate concerns in their life, they would like to address, we can look more specifically at that. And it's a conversation. It's a consult. It's, um, it, it, it ends up being a very comprehensive reading where a lot of questions can be answered. Well, it sounds like, you know, I can envision some people saying, oh, predict the future for me. Tell me what's going to happen. But it sounds like you, you have a combination of science and art that really makes it more understandable. Uh, and, and I think as a just as a person wanting to understand more about numbers, I know there's some science behind it, but it's like it's like what I do as a psychotherapist and a neurotherapist. It's a combination of technology and intuition. So we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about why numbers have meaning, how they can connect you, the importance of numbers, um, everything you need to know about numbers when we come back. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. 
having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. seen the video of the little seal that jumped into the back of a boat to escape being eaten by killer whales? A family was whale watching near Vancouver Island, British Columbia, when they noticed a pod of orcas swimming around their boat. All of a sudden, a harbor seal swam up to the stern of their boat and jumped in with the orcas hot on his tail. When a whale leaps out of the water, exposing most of its body, it's called breaching. There are 32 different species of seals distributed throughout the world and are found from polar to tropical waters. The largest concentrations of seals in the U.S. are in California and New England. Everyone who has seen the video agrees this was one lucky seal. What's another word for the fear of the sea? Thalassophobia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back. Now here is your host, Lee Richardson. We're back, and, and Mary is telling us all about numbers and the importance of numbers. So are there a certain number of numbers? Sure. The, it's one through nine. Those are the numbers that we use. After it gets to 10, it reverts back to a one again. So one it always denotes the beginning. It's the first number in the series. And nine would be the last number in the series of numbers. And this would be a good time for me to review very quickly what each of the numbers mean. So when when these show up in your life or when you see that a person is say she's a number four, her life path is a number four, or he is born on the seventh day of the month, you can use the, these basic meanings to tie it together with the number, what the number is trying to tell you. So with ones, um, a person with one in their makeup, they're very headstrong because one is the number of the spark the beginning, the spark that started it all. It's the first point of contact. It's the creative uh, spark. Again, it's, it's very sparkly, um, but they have a lot of energy as a number one uh, because you need a lot of energy to get things off the ground. And ones are self-starters as well because one is a lonely number. They usually stand on their own two feet. And in order to do that, they... They need to have that ambition to go at it without anybody's help. And ones are often, they don't need a lot of people surrounding them or supporting them. They're happy to be independent. 
And the next number, of course, after you have the individual, then you have the partner and the couple. Two is the number of the partnership. It's, um, it's a very sensitive number. It's a number that is very patient um, because to be a successful duality, you have to have patience with the other side. Uh, whenever you're put into a relationship or a partnership, which always takes two to tango, you need to develop those skills to be successful. So two has to do with patience, understanding, sensitivity, um, and and also just the duality of life, the black and white, the good and bad, the the yes and the no. And interestingly, people with two in their makeup, one of their biggest challenges in life is to learn how to say no. Uh, three would be after you have the couple or the partner, when they get together, they create. Whether that's a business, whether that's a baby, uh, whether that is just an art project, the number threes represent the one, the development of the product of the couple. So three is all about creation, expansion, growth, and also visual artistry. So Three, I'll just take a tangent, but three, six, and nine, those are the creative numbers. If you have a lot of those numbers in your makeup, you don't have any straight lines in the way that you do things. You flow, you create, and three is the first of the creative numbers. And three is usually visual creativity. So they like to dress themselves up. They have skills with color. They can they can notice what matches, what doesn't, down to the very minutia of the shades. Um, then after three, after being this creative self, uh, structure is appreciated in life as well. So you come to the number four. So four represents the four sides of a square, which when you have a square or when you have a box, that makes you very stable in life. Fours are stable. They're also stubborn. It's very hard to roll a box. But in this box, you have space to collect things. So fours actually like to collect whatever, whatever things will make them feel secure, um, such as knowledge. So you have some fours who are very knowledge-oriented. You have fours who are very security-minded, as in physical security. Um, you, you also have fours who are very money conscious. They, they need money to feel secure. But four is a number that deals with security and stability and details in life. And once you've, once you've collected some stability in your life and you're ready to move on, then you come to the number five. So five is a very, it's the middle number between one and nine. So five is known as the catalyst of change. Whenever a person has five in their makeup, they have very quick energy. They have a lot of energy because that's what you need to be light on your toes, to be able to adapt quickly to change. And oftentimes they are literally the catalyst of change in any situation, meaning if you make a new friend in your friend group and this this new friend comes around, they are five life path, which means 
in any situation that they're dropped into, they become that catalyst of change. All of a sudden, relationships are formed, relationships are broken. You don't know why or how, but just the energy of this person actually creates change around them in the environment. Uh, also, when you're in a personal year of five, that's the year that you should expect that your life will change. It will change speeds. It will change uh, not necessarily full-on U-turn directions, but you will have a lot of new opportunities to take up on. But five is a very fast-paced energy, and they they usually are physically fast. They eat fast. They move fast. They shake their legs under the table all the time. Um, but that is the nature of the five. And six is the number following five, following all that action outside in the world. Six is the number where your heart comes back home to roost. So six is the number of domesticity. It's the number of motherly love and harmony in relationships. Um, six is the number of marriage. It's also the number on the opposite side of the coin of divorce. Six is the quintessential family number. So when you see a house, for instance, and the address numbers uh, come out to six, that is the quote unquote, perfect family home. You've got a nice kitchen, you have flowers. It's like the white picket fence family home. And it's a great energy to raise kids, to raise pets, gardens, things of that nature. And six is the second creative number in the series. So six, anyone with the six in their birth numbers, they're very verbally talented. They speak um, they can speak a lot. They can speak eloquently. They like to talk in general. They like to share a lot of information. They like to gather a lot of information. They actually have a knack for gathering other people's business out of them without necessarily sharing all that much of their own uh, until they choose to. But six, love, six is love, good food, and six is love, beauty. And that's their creative side. So seven, you know, after the one to six and all this growing and creating and building and changing, seven, just like the seven days of the week and the seventh day of Sabbath, seven is a very introspective number. If you're in a personal year of seven, that is your sabbatical year which is a year for you to go within and analyze where you've been and where you want to go. Um, seven people, they, they, they use their mind, they use their higher mind to analyze, to think, to uh, understand. They love to ask the question, why? Because their goal is to really understand everything from, from their internal place, to come to an understanding rather than to be told what they should know. Sevens are quieter in nature. Sevens are very sharp in their awareness. So it's very difficult to lie to a person with a seven in their makeup. Um, seven also has a very strong connection to nature. They, these people absolutely need to be connected with nature throughout their life. And following seven, we have eight. So eight 
is the number that the Chinese culture associates with good luck. And if you know anything about the Chinese culture that I'm from, um, they everything is associated with money. So when they say Happy New Year to you, if you translate the Chinese words for Happy New Year, it's not Happy New Year. It's uh, congratulations, make money. That is what we all say to each other when it's Chinese New Year. So eight, being that is the Chinese favorite number, eight is actually the number of material, material wealth. And the number eight itself, it's drawn as two circles, one on top of the other. And it's also the symbol of infinity. And the flow of the eight is that the circle on top is spirituality. The circle on bottom is materiality. And you must have both in balance to have the infinite supply of material wealth. So when you're in an eight year, that is usually your fruition year. Everything that you've worked for in the past seven years will bear fruit in an eight year. And most of that, a lot of that is financial. So it's a lot of money in, a lot of money out. People who have eight in their birthdays, they have a natural sense or a natural knack for the workings of the material world, which besides money, there's also politics and relationships and um, tying all of that together to, to, make, to, to make the world go round in terms of making business happen. So eight is the number of worldly dealings. And then we finally get to the number nine, which is the last number in the series. So nine is the humanitarian number. In a sense, it's the biggest number. It's the biggest heart. So nines are usually big givers. They're very generous. They come from a place of having been there, having done that. So they're not often surprised. Um, nines often deal with a lot of more difficult issues in life, like health issues or family traumas um, that are that could be deep and dark. And one big lesson that the nine has to learn in this life is to let things go. Because if you don't let things go, all of this can collect and weigh down on the nine. And then depression could be a result of not letting anything go. And if you see a nine is also the last creative number in the series of three, six, nine. So nines are often great appreciators of art. They, they can also be very wealthy because wealth is just an avenue for them to accomplish larger goals in life. Not that any goal is smaller or bigger than others, but some of the goals that some people have, have, have to do with the larger scale of humanity as opposed to the personal realm. So that's what I mean by larger. Um, and, and nines being that it's the last number in the series, they, they do have to experience a lot of things to help them learn the lesson of letting it all go too. And that, and then you're back to 10, which is one again. So from nine to 10 or nine to one, 
that is always a big transition. You're always closing the chap- the last chapter of the book and starting the first chapter of the next. That is such an interesting description. And as I was listening to you, as I'm sure a lot of people out there are doing, okay, that sounds like Henry. Okay, is that Chris? You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to figure out all my family members and what their number is. Okay. So how do you figure out that number? Well, I'd have to know their birthday. And then to delve deeper, I would have to know their name. And that's uh, that's about all the information I need. And then, so what do you call that number? Is that their, that's uh, just their number? This is, right. So in a birthday, I you have three numbers. So you have your life path, you have your the day that you were born, that's your personality, and then you have the month and day together that gives you your nurture or attitude number. So when I see all of the three numbers in front of me, I can I can see the collective picture, the mixture. Um, it, you know, some people they're more like a salad rather than a, a smoothie. But then I can start to describe those numbers together in conjunction with each other. So if you were born on May 21st, your number would be eight. Uh, That would be, you would have eight as your nurture number. That means your attitude, how you deal with the world under pressure. That's how you experienced your childhood and younger years. This would be a person who, um, who grew up, who grew up in a somewhat, I, I like to say they had a successful childhood. They might have always been the class president. They were always, you know, they're the best at something so that people started to see them as a success at an early age. So they always kind of grow, go forth in life carrying that, that um, I guess, the foundation of accomplishment, and they're very good managers as well. They've probably been in situations where they had to learn how to manage other people around them. So they have that skill growing up. Well, you know, this is interesting because, you know, understanding what the different numbers are and understanding how you you, you get to them, it shows me how you can use this information in real life. And When I think about, I know we all go through periods in our life where we have a major decision that we have to make and we're unsure. Is this something that could be applied in that situation? Absolutely. And it's probably one of my favorite ways to use numbers because with all this information about numbers, yes, it's fun to see through the names and to see through the dates, but really what can we use this for to our benefit on a day-to-day basis and timing of events is very clearly laid out year by year month by month and if you really want to get into it day by day using the numbers um, we have we have what's called essence periods in our life where we are learning one broad umbrella lesson then we can break that down into nine years. And then in each of those years, we have the 12 months. And in the, each month, we have the 30 days. And every, I don't usually go down to the level of each day. 
but it's really helpful when I'm with the client and they have a major question and they have a major decision coming up and they're not sure what to do. We can look at the broader picture of, okay, what is this period in your life really trying to teach you? And what is this year, say 2020, what are you experiencing? Where are you in that cycle? And are you in the beginning stages of trying to plant seeds and build something or are you needing to uh, trim the fat and move in a different lane and go a little faster? Or are you about to reap the fruits of your labor? And should you just, uh, you know, is it time to wrap it up? Is it time to, to uh, put the pedal to the metal and speed it up? These are all questions that can be answered by looking at the numbers. That is amazing because, you know, I always say timing is everything. Right. Timing is everything. And the interesting thing is every person I have every, ever read for, at the end of the reading, as much as they are amazed, maybe, because I am a stranger and I know nothing about their life, and yet we can discuss their life in detail, they always know. They always say, you know, I, I knew it but I didn't know it until you said it. And that's the beauty of getting a numerology reading is just to get reconnected with what your soul already knows. Your soul knows your blueprint. Your soul knows your timing, but our very intelligent human minds can sometimes get in the way of that by overthinking, overanalyzing, over listening to other people, what have you. And that's sometimes where we get stuck. So I just take, the information that's already there in your own blueprint. And I read it back to you to help you sort it, sort it out, get clear again and find a way through. Do you ever have the occasion where the answer is something that somebody doesn't want to hear? Um, I think, well, I think when someone is ready to come to me, for a reading, they already want answers. And if they're paying for the read it, reading, they, they're they hoping to get some answers. You know, um, if you're going to go to a professional and speak to them, I think you want to hear what they have to say. Even Absolutely. If like it, even if you don't like it. And, and it. and you probably already know that you won't like what you are about to hear, but for whatever reason. Sometimes we just need to hear it from somebody fresh. Well, it goes back to what you, what you said earlier. They knew it. It's in their soul, but opening that door and letting that, that information come out. Sometimes that's very hard for us to do. Yes. So, um, it is hard. And of course there's, there's decisions we all make that we would prefer not to have to make. But in the end, the right decision is for you will be the right decision for those around you. And um, you can't have a new beginning without something ending. And as sad or bittersweet, it is all part of the process. And that, that energy just gets transmuted into appreciation for when the new does come. Well, you know, we've had such times of uncertainty in the last few months and I know I've asked myself all the time why is this happening now 
Mm-hmm. Is, is that something that you can look at through numbers? That is something we can look at through numbers. It definitely is. And as numbers go, it is a sequential cycle. You know, you go from one to two to three to four to five to six to seven to eight to nine. We don't often skip in a natural rhythm from one to seven. There's everything develops from the thing that happened just before it. So everything that is happening now is an obvious consequence of everything that has happened before now. Um, And with numbers, we certainly can delve into this in a different kind of podcast, but we can certainly look into history and the timing of all of these events and what they have in common. Um, We can look to certain prominent figures and their personal numbers and how that falls in the story of the whole big picture. Um, Yeah, it's all very, very interesting when we delve deep, which we can do. And what I hear you say is almost there's an ebb and flow. Yes, there is. There's an ebb and flow. There's really no beginning and no ending. It's just what we perceive as a quote-unquote beginning versus ending. And as you said, there's the, to have a new beginning, you have to have an end. Right. To, to Sometimes you have to close a door to open a door. You have to make space for something else to take that space. Um, you have to, There's a time and a place for everything. You can have it all, but maybe not all right now. And, of course, that's what we want. We want it all right now. Of course. You may not appreciate having it all right now. You've given us such an interesting perspective today, Mary, and a different way, you know, to really look at things. And I I like to think about it. It does have an ebb and flow. And that's life. And if people want to learn more about you or somebody wanted to reach out to you and have you do a reading for them, how would they find you? So they can find me by phone, by email, on Instagram. I am numerology mer, which is N U M E R R numer O L O G I E underscore M E R. Okay. Numerology mer. And if they just were to Google you. Uh, M-E-R-I-E-K-U-N-G. So you'll find my real estate profile and my phone number is all over the place. Great. And so you're, you're open to being contacted any way that works for them. Yes. That's great. Well, I, I really have to say I've learned so much and I have so many questions in my own head. And, you know, I'm like everybody else. I'm going to try and understand myself better. And I'm thinking about my numbers. And and it really does so give you a way to look at things that there's – I like structure. I've always liked structure. At the same time, I like to be able to use my intuition and to, you know, to, to dig around. So – I I've got a new way to look at everything that happens. And I thank you for that. And now that next time I think about something, I mean, I'll still ask myself, why do you remember your phone number when you were eight years old? Because it was very important, I guess. So, again, 
thank you so much for your insight. It was such a pleasure. Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. Brain Performance Center.com.